briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that joke could be the one. Are you the one? Got some bad news. What's that? Are you quitting the podcast? Mm, just for this one episode, um, and only for like two thirds of it because Tumblr deleted like ha no two thirds of my notes. Oh, I thought it was going to be for the reason that I'm quitting the podcast, which is this was terrible. Oh, I honestly, I I liked this episode. There was a lot to talk about at least, and there was a lot of quotes. No, like almost all of my quotes got fucking deleted. I have like three of them left. Fuck this. I'm so <laughs> mad. It's like so I do it in bullet point format. And it was like all of my like baseline bullet points got deleted. So I just have a bunch of like things I've said about things that I don't know what I'm talking about. So you're going to sort of have to guide us through and I'll be able to chime in or I fucking won't. Will I? <laughs> I'm so I'm, I'm a little concerned that I'm going to be the one to keep this thing on the rails here. But that's it's not my fucking fault. I have one note that literally is just a bullet point that just says Chris. <laughs> like, Which I think one? what happened is I had quoted something and then I had it like underneath is like, a, here's who said this quote and it got deleted. That or this was a full sentence and it just deleted most of the sentence. I don't know what fucking happened. So I like, I, I write my things up in like a Tumblr post in like a draft. And then I hit save draft and it wasn't working. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Sometimes it'll happen. If you like leave it open too long, it'll like, deactivate the links and shit so i opened up a new tumblr page i control seed or whatever and i pasted it into the new one and i checked and it was all there and then i pressed saved and then it was all gone so what i'm hearing is taking your notes on tumblr hasn't come back to bite you at all look what i'm saying is to be fair this is one out of 37. Actually, that's not even true. This is one out of however many we've done. I've just I, deleted uh, some of them. I came up with that number, actually, just recently, because I was curious. And did I tell you? Or did I keep it to myself and you forget? You did, I think. Hold on, I'm going to scroll up. Okay, so that would make this our 49th episode. Yeah. That's what I said. Oh, um, okay. I see where I wrote that down now. I wrote yep. it down in the notes for this episode. Yup. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Boom Boom Room, your premiere Are You The One podcast. I'm your expert, Taylor. And I'm your noteless co-host, Aubrey. It's gonna be great. It's so bad. I'm so mad. I... I am. I had so many fucking notes written down about this first part, and now I have one. I have like six things. There is there something like noise wise happening on your end right now? Um, that was again fully. I was just waving my mouse around angrily. Good. Um, <sighs> so fucking mad. I'm mad for a completely different reason, and it's because I hated this episode. So I'm really upset that I have to be the one to carry the weight. I'm just mad because I liked this episode. And they got rid of all my notes. Okay, so I guess I'm going to bring us into it then. Because yeah, Christy and Paige are a match. And we come back in to... Maybe, should I play the clip from last week again? No, God. Your boyfriend's gone, you stupid bitch. Because that's where we are. Uh, 
And surprisingly, it's just keeps on going. You say surprisingly, but why? Why are you surprised? Because usually when an episode ends on a fight, it it is like that's as good as the fight gets. And then we come back into the next episode and they're all like surprisingly calm and sober giving interviews no. or like uh, this fight did not end until the fucking matchups <laughs> effectively. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I felt like a prisoner watching this thing. <laughs> Of just, like, that's, okay, so here we go. I've pinned down why I didn't like this episode. And it's because there was a lot of quotable stuff happening. And there was just a lot happening, I guess, technically, sure. But it was the same thing over and over. And, like, it got to the point where I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. And then they said exactly what I thought they were going to say. And then we moved on to another scene where we got to do it again with someone else. Nothing, nothing new at all came out of this entire fucking episode. Yeah, I guess I can't disagree with that. I mean, so, so let's, let's start with, nope, never mind. I mean, like, so the next note I have is all the way down to where, uh, Shanley has everyone sit down so she can yell at them. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, I loved that, but we're, I'll, I'll give you a couple things we can hit on and you stop me if cool. you have anything to say yeah i'm just telling you that's that's as far like until then you have to lead the show i can lead the show once we get there but yeah no that's that's good to know uh so kayla's finding it quietly hilarious kayla is loving it i think i'd be a kayla in this situation personally in this stage of the game when it's all still new good shit I mean, I said this last week, which is, I, I would be a Ryan. Like, just, I would be comforting people, but internally, I would 100% be a Kayla. I mean, I, uh. part of me wonders if internally Ryan didn't become, like, if I was Ryan, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, is that I would be constantly going, Jesus Christ, another person? Why is another person <laughs> in some sort of emotional distress over this? <laughs> oh, I'm fair. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I have some quotes I can throw for you. Uh, Go for it. Which is, this one's from Shanley, which is, none of you fucking understand anything. <sighs> what? What don't they understand, Shanley? Her feelings and the situation oh. and how literally everybody but her saw this coming for weeks. <laughs> um, we have a great one from Amber, which is, Simone is just being a straight up bitch. Which is is accurate. Like, fuck, I um, hate Simone. Is that when Simone said, I'm being a bitch because I don't like her, basically? Yes, exactly. It was, <laughs> it was the one where Amber was like, look, it's not like I disagree with Simone, but she's just being a straight up bitch. And also, she needs to be more sensitive. And then Simone, we cut to her just screaming, I fucking hate that bitch! <laughs> I hate... <laughs> I'm going a little bit out of order, but later on, Amber says that like directly to Simone's face. She's like, I feel like you were being a bit disrespectful. Yes. And Simone's like line is, I'm being disrespectful because she's a fucking bitch. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm I'm glad that Simone has dedicated herself to being the villain tonight. Uh, she okay, so maybe an anti-hero, I'm not sure. I'm gonna have very few good things to say about Simone. But she's consistent. She is 
Sona's terrible. This episode, at least at the beginning parts, she was fucking hysterical. Simone, okay. It's just too much. Yes, it's just it is. too much. That's it's the problem. So much. If we got like little bits of her here and there, it'd be like, oh, she's a fucking loudmouth bitch. I, I look forward to seeing her again. But this episode, it was just, oh no. Every time we got to see her, oh no. Alternatively, if like this was her at a 10, like, sure. This is her at like a three. <laughs> um, so then Paige and Chris T come back from the truth booth, which is like, I wonder how the timing of this actually shook out if they had to like wait for an hour in the truth booth while this just all went down before they could walk. Because my guess is they probably did the truth booth and then they both had to go give interviews. I mean, I wonder, I don't know. It's just, they came in at a weird time and it seemed like all the drama had already sort of settled down, but like that must've taken a long time to settle down to the level it was at. Yeah. I don't know, man, but I feel so fucking bad for Paige. Paige is the only person at the end of this episode I have any sympathy for at all. There's one other person, but we'll get to that. I might just be forgetting uh, them, but... Fair enough. Um, yeah, I... Poor fucking Paige. This episode was like, shit, let's shit on Paige, guys. Yeah, this was a rough one. Uh, um, and then Chris T obviously goes to Shanley and gives... Like, what I thought was shockingly good advice, especially for just in the moment like that. Do you remember what he said? No, what did he say? He told her, I mean, to be strong and all that bullshit. But the actual actional advice that he gave her was to win challenges and get yourself to the honeymoon suite. Which is like... That is really smart. It's like, A, it's forcing her to win the game, essentially, to get to him. And B, yeah. it's like, you know, be strong. It'll be all right. Or nice things to say, but they're not actionable in any way. This is we something. This is something she can do. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, as far as I'm concerned, that's the perfect advice. Yeah. Oh my god. Could you imagine being in the honeymoon suite and then having to deal with them in the honeymoon suite? <laughs> <sighs> um. So. Oh, could you imagine how it's in? possible they would have been if they were right about this they would have been out of the house week one though that would have been okay true um i'm honestly surprised they weren't just like the producers changing it to be like see look it's possible to find your anyways um can i go on to shane lee calling a house meeting of sorts um let's see well i we're almost there because the one thing that okay. happens before it is Chris S being the one to who we're calling Scally, the oh, one to yeah. like pull Simone aside and be like, yeah, just be fake for once and like apologize for this one thing just to fucking make nice so I don't have to deal with bullshit tonight. Yeah, it's it was fucking hysterical. It's you know it's bad when Scally's the one teaching you how to be a sympathetic person. Well, and not and even, even to be like, a sympathetic like, person, just teaching her to fucking lie about what she thinks for right? once. He's like, look, he's like, I get it, you're right, and you being right in this moment isn't the best thing. It's keeping the peace. 
Also, it's such a scally thing to walk up to Simone and be like, I 100% agree with your actions. <laughs> <laughs> I also like you look like you don't have to apologize for anything except for apologize for your reaction. You don't have to say you were wrong or anything. Just apologize for like how it made her feel. <laughs> no, no, not even. That, that's what I, I thought he was going to say. You just have to apologize for how you made her feel. But he's like, he said how you reacted. Like, he doesn't even give a fuck about Shanley's feelings. He's just like, look, like my mom told me, you can't just start screaming whenever you want to, even though everybody else is a fucking idiot bitch. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a, that was a fucking hysterical scene. Uh, but now you can get to Shanley's weird meeting. So, it, it, I wasn't even sure if she called it, but everyone's sitting there and Shanley starts being like, she asks them to explain something. What does she ask them to explain? Do you have that written down? I, I could not figure out. I, no, <laughs> I think it no was, is the short answer. I think she asked them to explain how, oh, yes, she asked them to explain how her and Chris T's relationship was ruining the game. Oh, and, right. Because she promised it wasn't going to get in the way, even though it's right. literally in the way right now. So Ethan starts to talk and she says, shut up. <laughs> she like cuts off the first person who goes to answer her. And then she calls them all sh selfish. Um, and then she says, selfish. And then she says, and you sent him in when he didn't need to go in. But it's like, he's a perfect match. Uh -huh. That's like a lot of information. Like clearly he did need to go in. I, um, it's like she was reading the speech that she had written when she was sure they were going to be wrong, but it doesn't right. work when they're right. And then, and then Ryan is very tactful about explaining how it, it creates a problem and she just sort of ignores it. And then Simone, <laughs> Simone walks in and she goes, she goes, Shanley, I'm sorry. <laughs> And like everyone just sort of pauses and looks. She goes, I am not sorry for how I feel or the fact that I was right, but I am sorry for how I reacted, even though I was right and you deserved it. And, you know, I am sorry that I'm not sorry. And I think where she ended up. And Shanley was like, it's okay. I'm going to fucking kill you. And you're selfish. And someone has a great moment. She goes, I am selfish. I mean, oh. Their second fight was as good as their first. It was just so different. Because instead of being like very loud, it was very just like one-on-one -on -one for a few minutes there. Well, and I do where No, go. Shaley threatened to kill Simone. <laughs> a lot of times, too. A lot! I just appreciate that Simone got about like 12 words into a fake apology before she started screaming at Shanley about the things she isn't sorry for. Right. It's just such a brilliant <laughs> apology to make, which is, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry that you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I mean, it was it was so quick. It was it went from I'm sorry to but I was right about everything. So really, I'm not <laughs> sorry. And like. 20 seconds flat. I wish we got a shot of Scally, like, as that was happening, where it was sort of starting out okay, and then immediately became this, like, horribly twisted version of what he was trying to suggest. I think he would have loved it. That's the thing. I don't, I get the, I think the part of him that would have loved it is smaller than the part of him that didn't want to listen to these people anymore. Fair enough. Um, maybe I'm projecting. 
Um, I'm going to move on to the fact that Jess is hyperventilating and having like a full on panic attack or anxiety attack. One of the two. Yes. And be both. Why not? Yeah. And Ryan is like, okay, he's like, well, let's go sit outside where there's fresh air and like away from the noise. And like, he's very much helping Jess. And then Kayla like knocked over a glass of water, which is just very unexpected because she was very happy about all of this three seconds ago, but now she's angry, and it's because uh, she's mad that Ryan is comforting someone having a panic attack. Yeah, that was really weird, wasn't it? Yeah, and then she calls her a fucking cunt! I mean... I... whatever. I... (laughs) It was just... it was... it was... and she's like... I, I, I like all of my notes about this got deleted, but I I remember it so much because I was so mad. Because she's like she's like my man is out there. He's like she should he should be spending time on me, and I'm like I, I she was she was hyperventilating, which is something Ryan even says later on, which is like she was hyperventilating, like she was having a full on panic attack, problem breathing and shit. And you're jealous that he's a nice person who's gonna help someone who's going through like a medical thing. Yeah, no, I, well, and I appreciate that when, like, he went back to talk to her, he, you could clearly see him trying to, like, mentally figure out the reason why she's mad and struggling so hard to get to it, because the reason that is the real reason doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Right. I like that. I like that he came back and he, like, found her and he could see that she was upset and instantly he was like, he's like, hey, are you okay? I know that tonight has been really hard for everybody. Well, his, And he like his instantly qu- goes into like comforting her mode. Yeah, no, he, he opened up with this whole thing is crazy, but are you all right? Like, right. what a great line. I don't know. Team Ryan. Ryan is such a good guy and Kayla is such a fucking bitch. Well, and I want to come back to this too, because Ryan, I feel like got a, there's some weird thing going on. That I wonder if we're not seeing all of, or if people are just mad that Ryan's nice. I think people just don't like that he's nice. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to that when we get to it. Because Paige and Callie still have this strong connection that makes you want to hurl. Oh, is this when they fuck? Yeah, this is when Scally manipulates her into fucking. And, 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 and like, says fucking outright that... But that's exactly what he's doing, yeah. Right. Yeah. Then he wants to hit it and quit it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. This, so, is, this is where Scally more or less lost me completely. I, uh, Scally had already lost me years ago. Here's, this is the part where I'm, I'm, I'm astonished that he is so willing to go on TV and just openly be like, oh yeah, I lied to her and manipulated her so she would have sex with me. This is 20... What? 14. Yeah, it wasn't a... Oh yeah, Kayla said the word retarded. Yeah, like... She's so retarded. Like, come on, Kayla. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't a good episode for Kayla either, let's be honest. (laughs) I know. Although, like, I don't know. (laughs) That was such a weird... I know we're backtracking, but that was such a weird thing with Kayla. I thought she was just getting frustrated that Simone and Shanley were still fighting. And then when she said it was about Ryan going around being nice, I'm like, what? Like, did you right. did you just have to be able to like get mad at something tonight to not be left out? Like, what the well, fuck? I like, 
I like that Ryan comes in and he's like, he's like, well, he was like, he's like, you know, she was hyperpendulating. Like, she was really upset. And she goes, yeah, well, I have an anxiety disorder. And I'm like, bitch, five minutes ago in the fucking confessional, you were talking about how much you loved this. Right. I, you could now act like suddenly it was tearing you apart inside. Well, and maybe you do. It's just that's it, Ryan's face said it all, which is basically saying nothing and going, oh, so that's how this is going to be. Like, we're going to fight. OK, <laughs> fine. God, I'm uh, Ryan deserved to be on a different season, namely the gay one. He did. I don't know if he's going completely straight or not, but he he deserved. He has the emotional maturity to be on that season. I was going to say, we can just give him a pass. Like, it's sort of a cheat because we know he's going to end up with a woman. But whatever, it's fine. You're a nice boy, Ryan, and he deserved a better season. I, I, man, if you would believe he's at least by curious. If both of the Ryans were at least bisexual, I would ship that for sure. Plus, they have the benefit of having the same name. Yeah, their ship name would be Ryan. <laughs> R&R. Sorry. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. And so then after the uh, Paige and Scally thing, we get Wes, Jess, and Ryan talking. Right. This is the, this where? Is the Ryan intervention where I'm kind of confused. Well, I like, I like that, like, Kayla is, like, bitching about Jess, and it's like, I'm like, Kayla, stop it. And then Jess is like, she cries for attention, and I'm like, Kayla's right. She does. Uh-huh. Like, or Jess is right. I'm like, maybe it's not my own bias slipping in there, but whatever. I agree with Jess. And I like that Wes is just like, I like that Wes just calls Ryan out on his need to fix people. Like, is sort oh, of his yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. And... I, I don't know. I loved it especially because the way he said it was so accurate, and I know that so specifically because that is the exact same problem I, my sister, and my mother all have, is we all befriend and date people who are, like, messed up and broken and shit like that, and that's why none of us have healthy relationships, and that's why we're such good friends, is because all of my other relationships are really fucking unhealthy. I don't... I... <clears throat> Okay, I need to figure out what angle I'm going to come at this from. I don't disagree with what they're all saying to Ryan. And it's a really funny scene, too, of, like, Ryan not really taking it very well. But also, like, actually listening, you know? Like, he's clearly hearing them. And then they're like, no, 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 like, we're not coming at you. But, like, listen to us. Ryan's like, no, I am. I'm mad, though. Yeah, he just, he just like legitimately disagreed with them. It wasn't like he wasn't listening. He listened to them and he was just like, no, I don't agree. But okay, so I agree that like the bulk of the intervention was, what the fuck, Ryan, you can do better. Stop trying to fix annoying people, which I agree with to an extent. Yeah. But then at the end, we pepper in like a, what you're doing is more than sympathy, though. Like referring, I guess, to going around comforting the women. But is it? Is there, have we seen anything to support? Well, I think, I think it wasn't about the women. I think it was literally just about Kayla. Cause Wes said something and Ryan was like, I sympathize with her. And he's like, well, what you're doing is more than sympathy. And I think he was saying like, he's like, you don't sympathize with Kayla, Ryan. You are fucking her. I, I mean, but that seems like an obvious statement. Like why would, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't really make much sense. I just, I tried to make some sense of it and I, Really didn't do amazing. Okay, I essentially just wanted to make sure you weren't going to say there's a bunch of stuff I forgot about that supports this womanizer 
in the no. body of a nice guy theory. No, it was just kind of a weird sentence that Wes said. Cool. Uh, so we move on to, I guess, what, the next day? Uh, I... Which, by the way, my one note for it, or my, my note, is this is the where it just says there's a bullet point that just says Chris. Good. Um, I don't actually know why, unless it's about Scally. Maybe. What, what happened? Uh, well, oh, we, this is when Chris and Scally are talking, isn't it? Oh, okay, it is. I moved that up into the page section, because essentially it's just Scally trying to convince Chris S. to like Paige, so she's not his problem. Yeah, which, I mean, like, she's not going to be in the house, so she's already not his problem. I know, but I, uh, I, knowing him, I can't assume he's doing it for Chris's good. Right, I don't know. Yeah. And then he talks about how when he talks to JC, he gets rock hard, so he's sure they're a match. Yep, which, I mean, knowing Scally, God. fucking maybe. Right, if they're a match, I'm going to be really fucking pissed off. I... Well, now we hit the scene where Scally and Brittany cook together, which is a match that I'm much more into. Yeah, they're both fucking wrecks who I hate. Oh, they're... I just... Their brands of terrible seem very compatible. Where Scally is just constantly playing games and being a <gasps> shithead. And Brittany is fucking stuff. crazy. So... Yeah. Uh, I know you skipped over stuff because... I have in my notes, just in all caps, there's, again, just a single bullet point that just says he's not, which was in response to Brittany saying, well, if Adam isn't my match, maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? How? How can she still be on this train? I honestly I didn't even notice her say that. I'm so just accustomed to Adam coming up every time she opens her mouth. It's just... Yeah, they're making meatballs, and they have, they both had family dinners, and they like family dinners, and they're Italian, and they might be a match because of that, which, like, go off, sure, I don't give a shit. I don't know, I just find their brands of crazy really potentially compatible. I'm into this one. Plus, it gets two people I I don't want to hear from again out of the picture. Agreed. Um, But you skipped over some stuff. I did, Uh, because we have a conversation with John and JC. Yes, which I like that John, like, I like to start it off. John says he'll do anything for JC. JC agrees to the next task someone asks of her and says, John, now do it. And he goes, no, that's different. I mean, he, <laughs> and I agree. Wrong? I get that it's like, I get, I get his point of like, no, the idea is that I'm doing something for you, not something for someone else. But I also get her thing if by doing it for me, for them, for me, it's still for me. I don't know. It was just very funny and cute. It was funny. I'm on his side. You don't get to I, volunteer I, yourself for a task. You're just going to pass off to me. It's different than me doing something for you. However, no, I'm on her side. I w- my corollary is if the task was already assigned to her before the offer was made, then it can be passed off. Where if she'd already promised to get her coffee or whatever it was. Then she, then she can pass that on to John, but she can't receive an offer for something and then essentially I don't know, pass it off. Because it, I don't know. I think because it happened at such a great time where he was like anything. And she's like anything. And then she's interrupted <laughs> by her being like, can you get me a drink? And she's like, sure. And then she looks at John and she's like, oh, OK, you do it. 
I mean, no, it was great. It was hilarious. But it's it's like something you would see in a TV show. Honestly, it was also like a part of me wonders if they the person who asked for a drink wasn't specifically feeding her ammunition because it was was a really weird interruption. Yeah, it was. Um, But then they have a conversation that was really healthy. IMO. I don't know why I used an acronym in real life. I'm so congested and tired, man. Okay. Um, I'm going to start over. <laughs> and then they had a conversation that was like really healthy in my opinion. Well, IMO. It was only <laughs> kind of healthy. I don't know. I, I think it was, it, was, it was pretty good because, you know, they both sort of state their feelings and like their insecurities about the relationship. You know, JC's worried that she's leading John on. And John is kind of worried about the same thing where he thinks he likes JC more. Um, although he he makes it clear that he doesn't think he's being let on because he feels fairly aware of her perhaps it, lack of interest yet, in, in the that way. It seems more like um, he's concerned that he's wasting his time than right. being let on. You know, like it, yeah. But, but instead of either one of them getting like angry and yelling or crying, they both just sort of express their their concerns and like. They move on. And, like, yeah, they didn't come to, like, a a fucking solution, but it's hard to do that in the moment. And, like, they both probably need time to really, like, digest and think about what they're going to do. And, like, I don't know. It felt very mature. Well, okay. I'm remembering what pissed me off about it, though. It's because it seemed like they did come to a conclusion. We just weren't allowed to see it. Because he asked her point blank, like, is there a... I can't remember exactly the question, but essentially, am I wasting my time? And she's about to answer, and we cut away. I don't know. It just felt cheap. To, like, not show it to us for the sake of, I, I don't I know, like, creating mystery? That's, that's not really how this is supposed to work, is it? I don't know. Maybe it was so that we wouldn't know who she would pick at the matchup ceremony, because then they threw in that thing with Scally. Um, I also feel like the response wasn't going to be interesting. I feel like her response was going to be like, I don't think you're wasting time because I do have feelings for you. But I'm not sure for a match, but like, why don't we take the slow? And I feel like it wasn't going to be like a fun, interesting answer. It was just going to be like a very normal conversation that probably went on for like a couple hours. I mean, that's fine, but they just made it into what seemed no, like. No, I agree. Like, it's, I don't know. It's this. It's yeah. It's one of many things in the editing this episode that started reminding me more of season seven than it did of season one, episode two. You know? Yeah. It's starting already, Aubrey. Can we talk about the fact that Shanley is still crying? No. Okay. Honestly, I don't even have anything written down about it. I, like I said, uh, I, just... I felt like a prisoner at one point, so I exercised my power to just not listen to her. The, the real reason I have something written down is because she's crying. She's so dramatic. Like, whatever. I'm so over it. And she's like, I know this is stupid, but you mean the world to me. And he's like, yeah, you do too. I love you, blah, blah, blah. She's like, are you going to hook up with Paige in the honeymoon suite? And he's like, what? No. And he like looks like so fucking, and she's like, what? She's cute. Like, are you going to? And I'm like, so he means the fucking world to you, but you don't trust him. Like, wild that you guys aren't a match. I'm still figuring out how. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Don't put me in a position where I have to defend Shanley, because I don't want to. You don't have to. I won't. She's wrong and stupid. Uh-huh. I don't know. If after all of this, all of this fucking thing, you're going to lay there and be like, yeah, but are you going to hook up with her because she's cuter than me? Like, then, like, you don't need to have all this emotions over this relationship. 
I don't want to talk about her. Okay. It's just so boring. Um, fair enough. Uh, next, we go to a conversation. I think this is the next thing about how Kayla and Ryan aren't a match. Um, and a bunch of people are there. And and really, the one note I have is Ashley says, contrary to popular belief, I'm an emotional weirdo, followed by everybody in the room being like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> like, so it's not really contrary to popular belief, then, is it? I have no memory of this happening. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then I have, ooh, God, I have an aggressive note, and I don't know what it's about. Ooh, okay. My note is, Jesus, what a fucking cunt. Oh, that's definitely about Scally. Because the next thing that, <laughs> because the next thing that happens is he goes up to JC, and it's just like, hey, I want to fuck. And then, con- yes! and then it's just, it adds another one on his belt of, like, just constant put-downs of Paige behind our oh, back. Oh, I don't respect Paige, but I respect you. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, what a fucking cunt. Yeah. Yeah. So Thanks. so that happened. Helping me get there. God, what a fucking dickhead. And then we get a little montage transition into the matchup ceremony, which is new. Yes. Uh give me a second cuz I have a place that has all of the matchups written down. Cool stuff. I wrote them down too. So. Well, too fucking late. Uh but it's ladies choice this week. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I remember what I was going to say, which is, so, so first things first is Chris goes and sits by, or Paige goes and sits by Chris. Um, and I like Ryan is like, so he's like, you know, how do you feel about this? And Chris is like, oh, you know, my heart belongs to Shane Lee. I really like her. And Ryan is like, well, we'll see you in a week and see how that turns out. (laughs) I did really appreciate that response too. It's like. Well, she is cute, Christy. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I like that Chris is like, you're horny. <laughs> you mean Ryan? Yeah, Ryan, fuck! <laughs> Alright, I want to go down the, the matches. Yes. I, I think I have something to talk about for every fucking one. That's gonna be fun. Uh, JC and John. Thank God, is all I can say. Yeah, I like that Scally is pissed. Um, I am gonna enjoy anything that brings Scally pain or misery frankly at this point fully agree and also they're just really cute yeah no i agree i i think it would be really nice if they continued liking each other and jc committed like if this was the start of it being good yeah kayla and wes which ryan fully was like about to stand up (laughs) when wes's name got said it was so telegraphed that I wondered for a second if he wasn't making a joke. And then he was obvious he wasn't. Oh, yeah. I think it was just like going to be one of those things where I was like, oh, I know she's going to say me. Like, I'm just going to get up beforehand. And then it just backfired really hard. Yeah. Um, and oh, I love I love Wes. This made me appreciate Wes so much. Yep. Um, God, like I had like five notes about this and all of them got deleted. Um, but I like that, like, Wes has said before that he doesn't appreciate this, like, sort of, like, love triangle back and forth thing. Mm-hmm. And so he brings it up again, and Kayla does, like, the surprised Pikachu face moment. Yep. <laughs> and then, and, and I like that Kayla tries to turn it around on him. She's like, well, you liked me week one, so, like, 
why did why did you even let me talk to Ryan? Which like, what the fuck? Was he gonna like lock you in a fucking room? Uh just kidding. Ryan did it. Where he just showed up and he hardcore third wheeled it. Um And I like I like that Wes immediately turns it right back. He fucking plays the Uno reverse card. <laughs> Where he's like, I don't chase girls who don't know what they want. And everybody else was like, oh, shit. Which, again, reminds me that it's 2014. Just, like, Wes had a great smackdown, but the reaction to it was so fucking ridiculous. And it was clearly, like, most of the guys who reacted were people like Scally, who are clearly like, yeah, you put her in her place. And it made yeah. me, and it made me really hard to celebrate with Wes because everybody else cheering was definitely cheering for bad reasons. It's like it's 2014 and you'd made a great play, but you're in the wrong time period to do it. Sorry. Yeah, and it's like Wes, I know that's not how you were meaning it. Like you were meaning exactly what you say, but but there's a lot of Wait. subtext happening for a lot of other assholes in the room right now. Yeah, Wes is like Meaning something that I literally said a couple episodes ago, where I, I fully agree with his mentality of, I'm not going to work to be someone's number two choice. Like, no fucking thank you. Right. Also, let's remember that, and correct me if I'm wrong, she's the one who went up to him and was like, hey, someone else says they like me. That's fine, right? Like, who does that? No, that, that? Was, that was Ethan and Amber. Oh. No, but this is the one where she was cornered in a room by the whole house and was like, who do you like, Wes or Ryan? And she picked Ryan. Right. And then it happened again. And she picked Ryan again, which, man, it's the second time now. You got to stick with your answer, I think. Yeah. And I like that Ryan Devlin was just sitting there loving this whole thing. Oh, this he was just is like, very oh. good. He was eating popcorn and shit. I mean, honestly, Ryan and Wes do have a great rivalry going on, too. Where it's like clearly very real and they're invested in their sides of it, but it's also still like pretty respectful and like focused on yeah. the actual issue at hand. And it makes it really fun to watch crop up. Yeah. It's like Pokemon All rivalries, right. you know? Well, it's not like you hate not- each other, but but you're gonna throw down when you can. All right. Uh Shane Lee and Dre. Actually, I don't have anything to say. Shane Lee says some stupid shit, but, like, whatever. I just liked how coy Ryan played it as a host, where he's like, I'm not around. Shanley, why don't you talk? While, like, doing the face of, like, bitch, we both know what I'm doing here. Yes, I like his smile, and he's like, I'm not around. He's like, I only see it through the TV screen, Exactly. There are just cameras who see it for me. Like, yes, I have a transcript of everything that was said, but I need to hear it from your point of view. (gasps) Look, you see, if I ask you this question, even though I know the answer, you have to dance for me, monkey. Yes. And I I like that apparently Simone was supposed to be Shane Lee's girl in the house, which like, bitch, when? Wait, what do you mean? Because Shane Lee said Simone was supposed to be my girl in the house. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like, when and where and who and how and how? How, why? Yeah, that would have been a fun flashback to get. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't because there was fucking no footage fact. (laughs) And neither of the girls feels like they owe the other an apology. Which, like, sure, whatever. I don't give a shit. Um... Brittany and Chris S. Scally. Mm-hmm. Sure, great. They belong to each other. 
I like with, that. Oh, wait. Scally says some stupid shit and is disrespectful about Paige in front of the whole fucking house. Yeah. We also check in on the date uh, with Joey because I guess we realized that we forgot to do it last episode and this entire episode, too. So they just squeeze well, it in right last here. Last episode, uh, there wasn't a matching matchup ceremony. I know, but like, I don't know. No, like, the, yeah, like they, they talked about so it a little bit much about, before the truth booth. Since this meaningless date. Yeah. What, like, why, why did this make the cut? I don't know, because I had to talk about it. But they could have All right. gotten in one more time of Shanley yelling about something, or, <gasps> or more importantly, Simone throwing herself in where she doesn't belong. <laughs> uh. All right, I'm moving on to the next one. Yep. Ashley and Adam. Uh, which feels like a match because she looked at everyone who was left and was like, oh, they're all claimed. I guess Adam? I mean, it's been working so far. True. Simone and Joey. I this, like, sure. I This was another one where she started talking and I actually just skipped it. it she, <laughs> I just couldn't by this point. I was so done with her by the end of the episode. Oh, oh, oh. Also, sorry. Backing up to Brittany and, and Chris Ascali. I like that Ryan basically kept on making like like Scally was just trying to be like real fucking vague about it and be like, oh, yeah, we had like a night of like romanticness. And, and, and Ryan was just like, he's like, oh, so you'll miss her. <laughs> and Scully was like, well, he's like, you know, she's a match with it. And he's like, oh, so you won't miss her. And he was like really making Scally like just be an asshole, like openly, which I just appreciate. It was also very nice that Chris T, who was sitting next to Paige, was like, yeah. hey, hang in there. Like, don't. I don't cry as advice that I don't generally agree with, but it was clearly a well-intentioned don't, don't cry. Yeah. And like, fuck Scally. Um, anyway. So. Yeah, fuck Scally. All right. Uh, Jessica and Ryan, who I like, and I want them to be a match, I've decided. Mostly just to piss off Caitlin, but also because, I don't know, I like Jess and I like Ryan. Yeah, I don't have any strong feelings yet, but sure, why not? Fair, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, And finally, Ethan and Amber. Yep. Got nothing for them. Uh, Yeah. And then we do some bullshit editing, which we haven't seen in a matchup ceremony yet. So here we go. Season one, episode I mean, seven. It was, it was only fucking going into the commercial. It was whatever. I expect old bullshit editing then. I, they've been so good about it, though. In this episode, there were like three bullshit edits, I thought. So this, this might be it, Aubrey. It might have not even made it a full season. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, they get five themes. Two of those beams are already in perfect matches, which means three of the eight couples are matches. So not great. But potentially not meaningful, terrible. depending on how they, yeah, have been yeah, doing Yeah, I mean, odds. if given that this season has already fully aired and, like, four, no, five years ago, can I go in a little bit into the math? Uh, sure, if it's interesting. Yeah, well, so at this point in time, on this episode, there are three possibilities remaining. Okay, yeah. And uh, a confirmed match, an inferred match, is Amber and Ethan. Uh, cool. I have no emotional investment in that match. Yeah, uh, like, I could I could spoil some stuff that you might have an, an emotional investment in, but I'm not going to do that, because, you know, this is your first watch through. But I figured you wouldn't care about that one, and it's just kind of, like, interesting to know. You were right on the money. Every single other person has, uh, uh, like... 
one person that they have like a 66.7% of matching with and one person who they have a 33.3% matching with. All right. I just, I want to know the odds of one just out of my own curiosity. Uh, okay. What are the odds of Simone and Shanley being a match? Simone and Shanley. They're actually a perfect match. Ah, uh, you see? History repeats yeah. itself. It does. Jasmine and Nora. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So then, it, to me at least, implied that everybody was leaving. And then Paige appears on, like, the front door of the house. Yeah, I guess it's, like, right before her exit. Um, it was just, I didn't realize that, God. like, Shanley was still in the house, too. So I thought they might have, like, actually driven Paige back here to give her a big ah! confrontation scene. Which makes no sense, but I love, like, I love the idea that Paige was like, you know what, guys? I, I realized I have more to say. Can we go back really quick? They're like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which we would love for that to happen. So the argument itself between the two of them was sort of like nothing. I mean, Scally um, just basically denies reality for a little while, and that's that. Yeah, and Paige is like, all right, well, I'm done, which, like, I'm glad, but also too little too late, my girl. I mean, agreed. Um, this is like a three weeks ago fight, but I'm glad before um, she left, she did at least get her, yeah. her confrontation scene, even if it wasn't the kick to the nuts we were sort of hoping for right i think it was an important victory for her at least and i i feel so fucking bad because so like the guy she liked in the house was a fucking douchebag and didn't respect her and the guy she's going to the honeymoon suite who genuinely does like her is in love with someone else yep like what a shitty time she had coming on this show and she seems like such a nice girl right uh and then they end up in, like, a motel with only one bed. I mean, they, the, the honeymoon suite is, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a hotel where you're not really meant to spend much room in the room. Because, like, there's the beach and the pool and all the fun stuff you can do in Hawaii. So the rooms are, like, very minimalist. It was just such a depressing Also, it's scene. the honeymoon suite. You're, you're definitely expected to fuck. But, I don't know. Yeah. Did, God, it was. Did, it am was I really alone? And do I need to actually no. try and find the words to verbalize how this scene went? No, no. I would rather not talk about it because it was horrendous to watch. Also, they really couldn't have shared the bed. It was a really big bed. I think Chris felt like it would be disrespectful to Shanley if he did. I mean, you would probably take that as cheating. Paige is cute, after all. Yeah. I don't know. I would have taken the bed and said, if you want the bed, too, that's your side. But maybe that's just me. I'm going to fucking sleep well. Fuck the couch. <laughs> yeah, well, you also wouldn't be in the same fucking position that Chris was in. God, I should hope not. Well... Did we do it? Have we made it through another episode of the Boom Boom Room? Yeah, we are. I there's nothing there's nothing to say at the end of these really. So Aubrey, what's the moral yeah. of this week? Uh, the moral is I'm going to mute my mic real quick so I can blow my nose. Go for it. <laughs> uh, I just had a thought actually. I have Friday free. Do you want to not do two today and oh, get the god, chance to record please. when you're not sick? Oh God, yes, thank God. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
Honestly, even if I was fucking healthy, I'm not sure I could do another episode after this one. This was a tough one. I, like, I was glad you were running late because I it let me like listen to Christmas music and change ears a little bit and not just be genuinely angry coming into this recording. Uh, there's a holiday song that I found that I like that you should listen to. Uh, well, let's do the moral first and then we'll do that, but let's not cut because maybe it'll be the outro song. Uh, yeah, cool. get yourself set up and then I'll prompt you for the moral again and you can, you can be your own DJ here. We're doing it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my moral for this week is sort of two-pronged. On one hand, it's... If you're gonna be a massive dickhead, at least have the decency to pretend like you're not one on national television. <laughs> and the other one is... The best kind of apologies is the one where you list all the things you're not sorry for. <laughs> I mean, say what you will about Simone. She's always herself. What a fucking shame. Shame.